Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy, verse 2, and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix and Michelle Mix. Hello and happy Tuesday. I am your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, Michael Mix. And we'll open with prayer this, today, this evening. I was going to okay. say this morning, but it's evening now. Yeah. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the many, many blessings that you send our way. We ask that you give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding of your word. Uh, we're here to present your word. Word. We love you, Lord, and we want to serve you. We want to be good ambassadors, and we come to you, come to you, Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so now we're now we're like totally into a new topic. Uh, so we're going to be, um, uh, what are we going to be starting to study now? What and is this for like the next few weeks, or what are we studying? Uh, for the next few weeks, probably about ten weeks. Okay, it's uh. Uh, we're going to begin Romans, and it'll take a little while to get through Romans. And Romans is kind of like the constitution of Christianity. And uh, Romans was, uh, the book of Romans was written by Paul. But first, we'd like to introduce, or, uh, introduce Paul, starting with Saul. And this, is the, this will be the first mention of Paul, that what these verses, we'll read these verses in Acts, the first mentions of Paul and then the first martyr, which was Stephen. And Michelle, would you read um, Acts 7, 54 through 60? And this is the stoning of Stephen. Okay. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Remember that part there, standing. Okay, go ahead. And said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears, and ran upon him with one accord, and cast him out of the city, and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. The, uh, you wonder why they were so angry with Stephen, he had in previously he's been telling about they're killing their prophets and he's telling them all of their things that will cause God's wrath upon them. So when he says he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God, normally Jesus is sitting. But when they saw him standing, they're believe they're thinking that Jesus is coming because he's standing and he's going to pour out his wrath on them. 
which in the timeline, the Jewish timeline, would have been the seven years of tribulation. So he was standing there, and they figured he was coming. Of course, that made them angry. You yawning, Michelle? Yes. And, <laughs> and so, so they stoned him. And we'll read, uh, we'll read some verses about the wrath of God. First of all, uh, first of all, God sends John the Baptist. And what happened to John the Baptist? You don't remember? John the Baptist was killed. He had his head cut off. Yes, yes. Maybe you'll remember this one. Okay. Then, then they sent. I'm always failing test. Yeah. Then they sent Jesus Christ, and if, boy, if you miss this one, you got a problem. Then they sent Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God mm -hmm. sends his Son, and what did they do to his Son? Okay, they crucified him. And then what happened to him? He died and all this? Okay. Yes. Died for he, my sins. Yeah. Then the Holy Spirit fills Stephen, and he goes to the, to the hierarchy, and what did they do to Stephen? He's filled with the Holy Spirit. And they stoned Stephen. Right, and they killed him, right? Yes. So, let me read these. Uh, in uh, Luke uh, 3.7, Then said he to the multitudes that came forth to be baptized, talking about John the Baptist, O generation, this is John the Baptist, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Now they knew they knew scripture. They knew the wrath was was prophesied. They knew that John the Baptist, this one crying in the wilderness, was come. It's written, it's prophesied, okay. And 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 of course they're angry and whatever, and, and they're saying, Who who you warned you of all this? Well, the prophets warned him, right? Mm -hmm. In Matthew 12, 34, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? But out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaketh. In other words, their mouth is causing their, causing their, inviting their damnation or their wrath to come up on them. And so when saying for out of the abundance, so they're having all of those uh, um, anger, anger and stuff in their heart, and that's the abundance that's coming out. Yeah, their abundance of unbelief. They, the thing about it is, they believe in God, but they don't believe God. Yeah, and we have the same problem today. In Matthew uh, three seven, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, "O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from this wrath to come?" In Acts 7, 49 through 53. Want to read that, Michelle? Yes. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Have not my hand made all these things? Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets had not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which shewed before of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and the murderers. 
who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. See, they've, they've rejected everything that God sent them, all the, all the salvation, whatever they, they've rejected, and they knew about it. So the thing is, they should have known, but they were blinded by the prince of this world. In Mark uh, 3, 28 through 29, Verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the, son, unto the sons of men, and the blasphemies whereas soever they shall blaspheme. But he that shall bapt, uh, blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never, for, never forgiven, but is in danger of eternal damnation. And who did they blaspheme? They, they blasphemed the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit was in Stephen, and they spoke against him. In Matthew 12, 31, 32, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemies shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven. But whoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Okay. In Acts uh, 8, 1, you want to read that, Michelle? Okay. Is it Acts 9, 1 through 8? No, it's Acts, uh, Acts 8, 1, before uh, 9, 1 through 8. Okay. It's so on you page. can go ahead and read that one. Okay, it's on page 1, by the way. Uh, Acts 8, 1. Oh, okay, yes, I would like to read that. We'll jump right in there. Okay. <laughs> Acts 8, 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Yeah, the, all, the, all the believers were scattered out because of Paul, because of Saul. And that's why we're introducing Saul, because he becomes Paul. And, and he was having, having them put in prison, tortured. He was having them murdered. Okay. So you can't imagine this, this man being a saint, can you, in the right. future? Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, whenever I, I look at these, is thinking, you know, when Christ died on the cross, he died even for what, what your past was and, and how great, great of a past if you had, you were, you murdered and all of that, but, but Christ died for you. Yeah, no matter what your sins are. And, and if you end up in hell today, it's because of unbelief. Yeah. Then you have, then because of your unbelief, then you have to pay the penalty that goes along with that. Yes. But that shows us that our sins, past, present, and future, have all been paid for. Michelle, would you read um, Acts 9, 1 through 8? Sure. Please. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. 
And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he tumbling or trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Okay, he believed right away. By faith, he believed. Okay. And, and I think it brings it out when it says they saw no man. So they're, they're believing without he, seeing. Yeah, and he knew when, when, he, when, when, God, when Christ spoke, he knew who he was. Without a doubt. In Acts uh, 9, 17 through 19, And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and put, putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way and thou comest, hath sent me, that thou mayest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes, as it had been scales, and he received sight forwith, and rose, and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain, with certain days with the disciples, which were in Damascus. That's not the apostles, that's the disciples, those are followers of Christ. Later in a vision to Ananias and at Damascus, the Lord referred to him as Saul of Tarsus. When Ananias came to restore his sight, he called him Brother Saul. In Acts 13.9, Saul is called Paul. This is the first time he's been called Paul in Acts 13.9. For the first time in the island of Cyprus, much later than time in his conversation. In Acts 13.9, then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. Okay, let's see here. We'll go to, uh, we've, we've introduced Paul. Saul becomes Paul. And by the way, his sins were all forgiven, right? Yes. The Apostle by Paul, his faith. Yes, by faith. And not by works, is faith and faith alone. The Apostle Paul penned Romans in about 60 AD. The theme of Romans is the gospel of God, the very widest possible designation of the whole body of redemption of truth, for it is he with whom is no respect or person. In other words, no matter where you're at on the ladder, the low, on, low man on the ladder or the high man on the ladder, we all have to come to Christ the same way, and that's through faith. All the world is found guilty. Okay. Let's see, we've got a couple minutes left here. We'll, we'll get into the um, 
the epistles exclusive of, uh, we're going to go into Romans, start in Romans, start our study in Romans, which was uh, written from Corinth. And let's see here. So the, it's uh, the, the epistle, the exclusive one, one through seven of the introduction, uh, which is, we're going to break it down into seven parts. Yeah, seven parts. And I, um, I guess we can go ahead and start this before the break. Um, the first one is the whole world guilty before God. And Michelle, would you read a couple verses uh, to back that up? The whole world guilty before God. So if we read from Romans 3.20, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. And Romans 1.18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And then when we come back, we'll, go to, we'll come to number two. So we're going to do that in seven parts. Uh, so that would be interesting. And um, if you um, do have questions, now you're not seeing us live on Facebook right now, uh, but this will be uploaded to the Facebook, and you can look at that later live. Um, or you can send questions to michaelrmix at gmail.com, and we'll return to continue our seven um, parts um, right after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and we're glad to be back from our break and i'm your host michelle mix and i'm your host uh, michael mix and let's go back. Uh, we started on the uh, uh, seven parts of, of Romans, uh, the seven different sections of Romans. Let's go, go ahead and start uh, back with number one again, the first okay. one. The whole world guilty before God. This is every man from Adam to the last person born is guilty before God, no matter who they are. Okay. So Romans 3.20? Mm-hmm. Therefore, by deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And Romans 1.18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. And this, uh, this means, that if it doesn't mean how, no matter how good you are, or how bad you are. We're all guilty before God. And at that point, we're in the world without hope, without God. Uh, the second one is um, justification through the righteousness of God by faith, the gospel remedy for guilt. Would you give us a couple of verses on that, Michelle? Sure. I have Romans 321. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Romans 5.11, And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received an atone- the atonement. And because of his death, burial, and resurrection, his death on the cross, he shed his blood because of that. And and in that sacrifice and that works that he performed on the cross was absolutely perfect for our salvation. And it was absolutely free. It's a free gift to us, to those that believe. Let's see, the third one is uh, crucifixion with Christ, the resurre- resurrection life of Christ, and the walk in the Spirit, the gospel provisions for inerrant sin. And when it says in, in, inherent, I-N-H-E-R-E-N-T, what exactly does that mean? The sin nature. We were born sinners, and because we were born sinners, we sin. Okay, so that's we have Romans 5, 12. What did you say? Go ahead. And because of that, we sin, and, and that's the reason we sin is because we have the sin nature. And we'll, there's nothing we'll we can in. do about it. Okay. So Romans five twelve. Wherefore, as by one man sin, 
I'll read that again. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. That was Adam, first Adam. Okay, go ahead. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Yeah, when, when Adam sinned, it was as if we were there with him. We were in Adam when he sinned. And we have Romans 8.13. Okay. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if, if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. And that's a choice. We have a choice. We either want to die eternally or we want to live eternally. That's our choice. We choose. God doesn't send us someplace. We choose to go one way or the other. Okay, number four. The full resorts, results in blessings of the gospel. These are, these are subjects when you go through Romans. The full result in blessings of the gospel. Yeah, would you and, read? Go ahead and read it. Yeah, we find that in Romans 8, 14 through 39. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And we become, as soon as, as, soon as we believe, we become sons of God, and we have direct access with God as children to their Father. Okay, go ahead. The Spirit itself beareth witness to our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. Heirs, heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That means that everything that Christ has, we have. We're joint heirs with him. We're not, uh, we're not just heirs of God. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And God has given him everything. Okay, go ahead. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Yeah, this earnest, when, when we become believers, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a, that's a down payment on, on, uh, on the day that we're raptured out, that we will be complete. We'll have a brand new body, and the Holy Spirit being in us is a down payment like a promise for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious Liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together yep. until now. Yeah, the whole creation, um, heaven and earth, nature and everything is groaning and waiting for that, for that time to come. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, 
even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? Yeah, hope hope means promise. It doesn't mean, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow or whatever. Hope means promise of eternal life. Okay. So if um, if we read that saying hope is promise, if we is it could we read it as for we are saved by promise? We are saved by by promise and the faith of God. We have the faith of Jesus Christ, his faith that we count upon, that he is faithful to deliver whatever he's he's faithful to deliver us salvation and that hope. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Yeah, we can't, when we pray, we pray, pray things that maybe are not quite right, but the Holy Spirit can present that to God in the right manner. He knows what to say. say. He knows our hearts. Okay. And he searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God them who are the called according to his purpose. And for, for, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Okay, we're to be, we're going, uh, the purpose is to be like Christ, to have the mind of Christ, to have, to be like Christ, to think like Christ, to have that. And Christ was the firstborn from the dead, and then we followed that. When we when we believe when we believe the gospel, we're crucified with Christ, we're buried with Christ, and we're resurrected with Christ. And and we live our lives now, looking forward to that. But we are to think like we're already there because God sees us there. Moreover, when he did predestinate them, he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Okay, predestination, when you talk about predestination, the only person that was predestinated before creation was Jesus Christ. He was predestined to, to go through and come to this eternal, um, eternal uh, blessing, or this eternal um, plan. He was to to go through this eternal plan, and if we, when we believe, we become a part of that predestination when we're in Christ, but only when we're in Christ. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 
He that spareth not his own son, but delivereth him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or pearl, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as a sheep for slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loveth us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, that's a promise. That's our eternal promise. Uh, once we're saved, once become believers, we, we cannot lose our salvation. Our salvation is sealed the moment we're saved. Okay. The, uh, the gospel does not, number five, the gospel does not abolish the covenant promises to Israel. A lot of times people will say that the um, uh, church replaces Israel. Israel has fallen until the body of Christ is gone, and then prophecy will continue on. But we have not replaced Israel. So Romans 9.1, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not, my conscience also bearing witness in the Holy Ghost. Okay, go to go to your. Um, let's go to read these uh, in Romans uh, nine one through five. Would you read that one, Michelle? Mm -hmm. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. This is Paul talking about Israel, about his, about his family, about Israel. Okay. Who are Israelites to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? Whose are the fathers and of whom, as concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. And Christ, Christ's earthly ministry came to save Israel. Okay. That, that was his first mission is to save Israel and to become their king. Romans 11. I say then, hath God cast away his people? Just like we was talking about. Has he cast them away? God forbid. For, I, for also I am an Israelite, I'm talking about Paul, of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. 
God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Will, will ye not what the scriptures say of Elijah, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed the prophets, dig down the altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith, saith the, the answer of God unto him? I have received to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed their knees to the image of Baal. He's talking about he's the only one. He's the only one left of the true Israel. Believers, to, to be true Israel, you have to be a believer. But God says, I have 7,000. You may not see him, but I have 7,000. That, that haven't left him, left him. Shall you continue on with five through? Uh... Okay, about nine. Mm-hmm. Even so then at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And there's always a remnant. All through history, there's always just been a remnant. And if by grace, then is it no more of works? Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. That's why you cannot, you can't take, we're in the age of grace, and you can't take, that's why we rightly divide the word of truth, because you can't take what was in the times past and mix it with this age of grace. You can't take works and grace and mix it together. They don't mix. You either have works or you have grace. If you mm-hmm. add if you add works to grace, it becomes works. And then on that note of times past and the grace, we'll come back after this break and we're going to continue through this um, and hearing more of this grace, our wonderful gift. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thStreetMinistries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and happy to be back uh so we're going to continue with grace and i'm at verse seven so I'll, I'll jump right in there and read that. Okay, go ahead. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. That means they're just a, a small, what they call the little flock. Those are the believers. Not all Israel is Israel. Okay, go ahead. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that should not see, and ears that should not hear unto this day. And David saith, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back away. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather... Through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. Okay, like we were talking about, uh, prophecy continues on. When Paul comes on the scene and when Stephen is uh, stoned, God turns to Paul. Saul became Paul. And at that point in, in chapter 28 of Acts, Acts 28, Israel fell. And they ha- they ha- their salvation has to come the same way the Gentiles. Okay. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, and my save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be? But life from the dead? As he's talking about Israel and the Gentiles. 
the uh, Gentiles come in, the in, uh, the individual Jews have to come in the same way. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, wert grafted in m- among them, and with them partakest of the fruit and the fatness of the olive tree. Boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off, and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spareth not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, severity but toward thee. Goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and wert grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye shall be wise in your own conceits, that blinded in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Okay, the fullness of Gentiles, uh, Israel, Israel has fallen. Christ goes to the Gentiles, and the mystery is the body of Christ. And when we're taken out, when the, when the Gentiles, when the body of Christ is taken out, then they'll continue on. Okay. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written. There shall come out of Sion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Okay, when he says all Israel shall be saved, that's all believing Israel, which we call the little flock. So there's a remnant called a little flock that will be saved, which is all Israel, which is the true Israel are the believers. Okay. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes, but as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sakes. Okay, their salvation, by the way, their salvation comes when Christ returns. Our salvation comes when we believe. Okay. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. For as ye in times past have not believed God, ye, ye have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. Even Same. so have these also now not believed, that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. For God hath concluded them all in unbelief, that he might have mercy upon all. 
Okay, well, uh, we say we say it's been two thousand years and Christ hadn't returned yet. It's because of His mercy. He wants to give as much opportunity as possible. And he went to the went to the Gentiles because of his mercy. So he's he's making sure that um, you said get, getting the opportunity to everybody, and um, even with what we're doing with this radio um, program, we're we're helping to the Holy Spirit using that to get that to everyone. Because as we've seen. Um, or we've heard that we have listeners from China, so it's getting that word out to everyone, where the Holy Spirit says, everyone will hear and know me, or have the chance to know me. Yeah, they have the opportunity. And God says His word will not come back void. So if we're reading His word, it's touching somebody, someplace. Yes. Okay. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. That's why, that's why we pray for wisdom and knowledge. We're praying for anybody that's listening that God will give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding of his word. And it's not earthly riches, it's spiritual riches. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Yeah, and everything that's, um, all the all the saints from the beginning of time, through now and until the end of time, when everything is over with, when when uh, when God has taken preeminence over the over heaven and earth, His glory will be shown. Then we uh, what we're doing now, we don't see any glory in it, but we know that in heaven or in ages to come, that glory will be expressed, and that all that glory goes to Christ. Okay. Let's go on down to uh, the sixth point. Christian uh, in in Romans, uh, the Christian life and service. Uh, in the beginning, he told us of our sins, our redemption, and how to live live this Christian life. And we get all that ma- uh, information from sound doctrine through Paul's through Paul's ministry, given by the by revelations of the risen Christ. Shall would you read Romans 12, 1, please? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And I have Romans fifteen thirty three. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. It's prayer. And uh, God wants us to understand his, his word, learn his word, understand it, and, and, and gain knowledge out of that. Uh, let's see, the seventh one is um, the, uh, the outflow of Christian love. 
And I have Romans 16. Mm-hmm. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Centuria, that ye receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, and that ye assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a scorer of many, and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks Unto him, not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Epininus, who is the firstfruits of Achia unto Christ. Greet Mary, who bestoweth much labor on us. Salute Andricus and Junia, my kinsmen, and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Amphilius, my beloved, in the Lord. Salute Urbane, our helper in Christ, and Stashis, my beloved. So, if, if we pause there, who, who are we all greeting? Here, here's uh, one thing is that the woman, the female, is extremely important in the church, in, in the church today. If you didn't have women in the church, you wouldn't get anything done. Most of your workers, by the way, are women. If you want to get something done, you have women in the church that do these things, and, and they go out of their way, to, uh, and they're eager to serve. And a church without women would no longer be a church because you need them. They they're they always volunteer and they're always doing. They're always and, preparing and they're they're nurturing. Always. Um, and they're, organizing. And they're very enthusiastic. Yes. With what they do, and they'll do things before men will step up. The women are usually step stepping up ahead of that, and they always fill in where where it needs to be filled in. So with that, when we're, um, so we went, we made it through the seven. We still had some verses left here that we can review for next week. So where are we going to start with um, next week? We're going to start in Romans 1, 1 next week. Okay. And then we'll continue on to, through the different chapters, one through six, chapters 1 through 16. Okay, so that's that's a great way to go, um, and interesting to you know go through this Romans and again we're still seeing um, how grace is is coming out in um, everything that we're reviewing and we're reading about. It's the age of grace and God's great love for the Gentiles and the Jews. One and the, and grace again is the free gift. That's right. That we're offered. One new man, one new creation in God through Jesus Christ. So it's exciting um, next week and for everyone to come back and join us. Uh, And we will um, be here next week to continue here in Romans. And thank you for listening to us today. You have 
been listening to Why Paul? Visit us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com and please join Michael R. Mix and Michelle Mix again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Yeah.